Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Michael Farmer is our spiritual personal coach, and every Tuesday we are here spreading the good news and encouraging you and informing you and teaching you. Michael does all of that every Tuesday, and we have been really, I mean, every Tuesday since we started has been just awesome, but it just seems like he gets better and better every Tuesday, if you can imagine that. So everybody welcome our spiritual personal coach, Michael Farmer, to Loretta McNary Live. Hello, Loretta and everyone in Radio Land. We really appreciate you tuning in to us today, and we're just going to come straight from the heart today. That's that's what I want to title this uh, today's session is From the Heart. So if you have any questions on, I, I don't care what topic it is, it could be spiritual, it could be secular, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to give you what God gives me to give you if you call in today. So, All right, and that phone number to call in is 347-539-5772, 347-539-5772, and some of you may... Um, know that it is open conversation. That's what Michael is saying. So um, the topic is on you today. (laughs) And we have talked about this for a few days, actually for a week. We decided last week that we would kind of take a break from the teaching lessons, the more structured, to give you an opportunity to call in to see what's going on in and around you that you might have questions about as it relates to either, you know, spiritually or physically, financially. Michael just said, um, you know, whatever it is, we want to talk about it and have a conversation so we can help um, answer your questions or inspire you or help motivate you, then um, so be it. So we have him on, and he is going to, you know, Michael never speaks unless he feels the spirit telling him to say something. So I'm going to open it up because I don't want to go first. I, I'll take up all the time. So if you want to call in with your concerns or comments, please do. But in the meantime, I'm sure I will come up with something to ask this man of God right now to to help me out, either with my personal issue or concern or with someone who um, I know of. So. That's what it's about today, 347-539-5772. Don't be afraid to call in. It's painless. Um, you can say your name or not, and no one will ever know. So, so if you don't call in and you regret it later, it's definitely on you, not on us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so in the meantime, so I guess we'll, have, we'll just go ahead and, and have our conversation about um, what's, what's new in your life? What have you been going through the last few weeks that you want to share with us? You got time? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You're funny. No, but it's, it's, you know something. I have I, I have I have been back in I have been in refresher training, as I say, in the in the past three three to four weeks. It's going back and just. 
tuning me into God and seeing what uh, I need to do, you know, relative to the work that He has for me to do. Because I don't, uh, I pretty much submitted myself to do what He wants me to do. I've I've come to that conclusion. I I thought I would. I used to hear people say it years ago, but I I now know, you know, what it means to to truly sell out and know that you are truly set your part. I mean, set yourself apart to be used by God, and that's what. Well, that's what we talk about today is some just nuggets He's been just giving me to kind of chew on uh, during this time of uh, training and uh, refining and pruning and. So I, I know that when all these things happen, is I mean, it's time it's time to grow more and it's time for more increase. So I am enjoying the journey. Not uh, comfortable, but I'm but I'm enjoying it. Okay, and so I'm not going to say. I mean, <laughs> were you not I, 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 ever like uncomfortable with it or questioning or just you know so heavy burdened by it? No, uh, initially when it first hit, when we uh, uh, when when I first got some some really bad news concerning business about about four uh, about four weeks ago, it it kind of, it kind of threw me for a loop. But then I had to really focus on you know what you know who is truly my source, you know where you mm-hmm. know, where my blessings truly come from, and the one who's brought me this far and has never and literally never has forsaken me. You know, from day one since you know 1989 when I gave my life to him. Uh, so I just had to. It was it's a time of pretty much refocusing, a time of uh, shifting. As I put it out on my Facebook page yesterday, so you're going to see a lot of uh, things concerning shifting, uh, and that's one of the things that's been kind of like a marching order that a, a really good friend of mine and a, a co-laborer in the ministry, uh, Prophet Daphne Rankin. Uh, that's been her one thing he's been dealing with her on as well. So it's kind of catching on me about this shifting. You know, you have to shift, and that's what I'm doing is shifting from, you know, shifting my focus, shifting my position, uh, shifting how I think. And the word shifting means just to move yourself from that place of comfort and that place of complacency and and allow him to do something different in you. And as you say, no, it's not It's not been comfortable. I can be honest with you. It's not been comfortable, <laughs> but it's been enjoyable. And the reason why I say it's been enjoyable because because of the joy that's before me, I can endure this. And, and Christ is our example in that, you know, for the joy that was set before him, he was able to endure the cross. Well, this is no different with us. You know, I, I have my eyes fixed and focused on a Jesus who is the author and the finisher of my faith. Uh, I'm looking to the aid and assistance of the Holy Spirit to, you know, to get me through uh, this time. And I know when, when this time of uh, refining, as I like to say, uh, I think it's a better term because in the process of refining, you remove the impurities so you can get full use of the natural resource. That's what the refining process does. Mm-hmm. And as God reminded me that, you know, if you're going to come forth as pure gold, then pure gold has to be refined in the, in the goldsmith's fire seven times, and every time dross comes to the top and he scrapes it off, and the more he takes out of you, the purer you become. So, and, of course, when he gets <laughs> to purity, we talk about holiness. 
So he, he wants holiness perfected in us, as uh, the scripture says, you know, in the fear of God. And so I'm, I'm not kicking and screaming like I was uh, the, <laughs> the first time I went through something like this. Now I've matured to the point to really understand, like like our parents used to, used to tell us, when they was you know when they was chastising us or spanking us, where you know you're going to appreciate this in the long yeah. run. We didn't understand it, but now we understand that wow, they 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 really want to keep us from danger when they were when they was as they say they were tearing their tail up. You know, they were taking <laughs> up some danger. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to ask that it's so important that you point that out and that you make that statement because a lot of times people think when you have these fivefold minister gifts or that when you become saved that you know you're you're going to be sheltered from all of this and that means you're you know there's nothing everything's going to be fine all the time and that's why people you know they give up so easily because nobody's telling them you know what I've been on this journey a long time and good things do happen. And there are also some things that are, you know, we'd rather not go through that we have to go through even as believers. So um, I hope that encourages people because you, you, you have to know that it, it will happen. You have to oh, know. Oh, yes, it's going to happen. If you're if you're worth your weight in salt in the body of Christ and if you have what you said, you, you know, consecrated yourself to be used by God, you're going to go through it because I've always – you know, told told God that I want to be a vessel of honor and sanctification. I I want to be that golden vessel that's sitting there at this altar. You know that He can look to and say, "Okay, I I can I can really use this." So that's that's where I am, and I have no complaint at all. None, <laughs> none whatsoever. I have no complaints at all. So I'm I like that. I'm enjoying it, and I, and I'm using that term. You know, intentionally, I'm enjoying, and that word is joy. And joy, as we always talk about, is a state of being. It's not an emotion. So I'm able to, you know, maintain and retain my state of calm resolve. That's what joy is. Because I know that when it is over, man, (laughs) I'm going to be that much better, the... My mind is going to be that much clearer. My resources are going to be that much more increased. So, hey, let's go for it. Yeah, that is a benefit of it. That is definitely a benefit. So what about you, Loretta? I mean, you you had me to burn my soul. What what about you? Because you know what, I'm all, it seems like I'm, you know, not always going through something that challenges me or I can always say something that stretches me now. I'll use that term. Um, And I think it's because I want to have, when things start happening, you know, that are, that some people say, you know, it's it's a test or whatever, I usually just, you know, cry and I just, you know, and oh, it's me and oh, why is this happening and da-da-da-da. And some of the things that I can see that were repeating itself, I'd have to keep going through these things. So I have now, when it when it happens, I'm stronger. So now when it happens, I say, okay, well, Lord, you know, I know on the other side of this, it's going to get good, right? <laughs> yeah. But in the times past, you know, it, it really takes me through. And I'm not saying that I still don't struggle with having, you know, faith sometimes in certain areas of, you know, especially as it relates to the TV talk show, 
Um, but I know it's all refining, <clears throat> and I always come out better and stronger. So, but I, I have my moments when I'm like, you know what, this is too much. I don't know what I did, but I'm so sorry, and I'm just pleading with God. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Everything I've done wrong, you know, and, and it may not be anything that I've done wrong. It's just, you know, tests come to make us stronger, and we have to endure them. And one thing that we always say, you know, because you said the gift is, the anointing is for the receiver, um, more so than for us who are, you know, blessed with these certain anointings. Yes. So you have to understand it's not always something that you did bad or something that you did wrong or God's trying to punish you. It's so that you will be prepared to help somebody else come through that may cross your path. Well, let me uh, let me give you a, uh, a, a scripture here that, that deals with... Uh, what I'm talking about, and I, and I like to give uh, scripture reference, so uh, so you can always have a point of reference, something that you can always fall back on, because that's what you eventually are going to have to, you know, you know, fighting your battles with is with with God's word. So I want to just give you uh, some word in in this and what I'm talking about, and it's found in the book of James, and it's and it starts in verse. And it says, my brother, you count it all joy. And that's how I felt intentionally mm-hmm. using the word joy. When you mm-hmm. fall into various trials, I'm reading from the New King James Version, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, in other words, if you want to know why you're going through this, then uh, ask God why. So that's what verse 5 is going to say. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will, and it will, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, uh-oh, you know, uh, unstable in all his ways. That word got to small of it there for a minute. So, <laughs> so, 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 so that's a good foundation that you can start on and and. Every and as you say, just count the joy when you fall into this because you know that the that the trying or the testing of your faith produces patience. And some of us just need to just learn straight out how to be patient because we we live in such an age where everything is so readily accessible. We have fast food. We have. Uh, information on the internet now, the the information highways we call when, you know, back in the day you would have to, you know, sometimes travel across the country to really good libraries to get information from those libraries. But now this mm-hmm. stuff is nearly at it's nearly at your fingertips now. So we expect everything to happen just like that. But no, do not be deceived. I just wanna let you know. Mm-hmm. Hang in there if you haven't been through, you will be going through at, at some point. And I, I'm not saying it's to scare you. I'm just saying it's to prepare you. That way, if, if it's, when it does happen, as you say, don't think it's strange as though some 
you know, when the fiery trials come to test you, don't think it's strange like some strange thing has happened to you. So, so that's the that's the mentality that we have to go when we're going through these tests. You know, we're also going through these trials, and we're going through these periods of pruning. And when you when he's pruning something, he's cutting some stuff out of you that doesn't need to be there, and he's also doing it so you can bear or produce more fruit. So that's you know, I I just want to be open and honest about you know what I was going through in the past few weeks, but. But don't trust me, I'm not depressed. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to going through it and getting over to the other side so I can stand on that bank and say, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I did it. I, I, I actually rode this rowboat with one oar for 20 miles, and I think I was going to make it, but I'm here. So so I'm I'm nearly there. I've, I've learned to settle in and, and just like that, just enjoy. Sometimes you have to sit back and just enjoy the ride, like being on yeah. that roller coaster, like being on that roller coaster for the first time. I understand uh, what you're saying, and to me, it makes a lot of sense, especially since I'm currently, I guess, at the tip of having gone through something that kind of, you know, set me back a, a minute in my thinking. So what about when somebody experiences a door being shut just out of the blue uh, with no warning, there was no sign that this door was going to be wow. shut? I've gone through wow. that. And let me tell you, it was Great devastating. Question. It was like somebody punched me in the stomach Ooh, and just took all my Great wind question. out. <laughs> Great question. Excellent. And Excellent. people want to tell you, and then people are saying, well, you know what? Because <laughs> because I've experienced it, and I, I'd read something about somebody saying someone one door closes, or it was in my meditation, or something I was doing this morning. But you know, people will tell you, and this is what people were telling me. And I mean, I was devastated. I was boohooing really, really tough. I mean, it was just I couldn't even breathe. I was crying so hard. And then the person I had called to. Um, in confidence to share with it about the door being closed, they were like, well, you know what? When You can always know that when God closes the door, he opens up a better door, a bigger door. But at the time, I already know that. You don't have to tell me that, you know. <laughs> and so it didn't help me at all. I still had to go exactly. through that same pity party because I don't know if, 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 if I knew I would feel better if I got to cry out or I just didn't want to hear because I wanted to, I mean, I was hurt. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Well, you know, so I and 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 I've gone through an identical situation to what you're talking about. Uh, it it came suddenly. It just it just showed up, you know. And I went from this mindset to one mindset in a, in a matter of one minute. And and what, like I said before, what I had to realize in all of that. Well, before I even get into that. One thing that you have to realize that when things happen, you have to realize that you are a human being. You, yep. you know, if, yep. if, if, if someone came and tackled you, what are you going to do? You're going to fall, and you may hurt yourself. Well, there's it's, it's nothing wrong with experiencing that initial shock or um, realizing that initial impact because it, 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 it gives you the realization that, wow, I, I have been hit. Some people... Uh, go through things like that and don't even know that they've been damaged. So it, it's good to know that you've been damaged. That way you, you know for it to take it to get the appropriate repair. 
Yeah. So, but so, at the so time, it, it, it's still tough when you're going through it. But oh, yeah, um, it is. once it you is. get your bearings back, you you understand. But I said, let people have that titty party temporarily. Now it can't go on because you know you get too no, deep and, and no, it's even no. difficult to get out. But that initial shock, I said, let let people have that initial shock. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is. Is uh, the Bible says there's there's a time to mourn, and and you have to mourn a loss. Whether it's a, a person, whether it's something physical, whether it's a pet, whether it's uh, an heirloom that suddenly was like lost in the tornadoes that we see. You no know, people, when you see those people crying, they're mourning. They're not. They're not really sad because they they know they those houses can be rebuilt and uh, and they can turn around. But it's the it's the initial shock of it, and your soul has to mourn. It's almost like the it's almost like the releasing that pressure on your soul. So you have to go through that process of mourning or uh, that loss. If you don't, then what you're going to do is try to suppress all that hurt, and it's going to show up at some point in your life. Yeah, And, of course, we, we know they call that post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder. So when you go through stuff, don't be ashamed. You don't you know. Sometimes we we want to suffer in silence, as I like to say all the time. We want to make people think we got it going on, and and you know I'm I'm a man of faith and power, and and just because you go through that doesn't does not make you. It's not saying that you are not a man of faith and power. That's why he gave us the story of Job, so we can consider. You know, Job Job was an upright man. That I mean, he God could use him. God could look to him as an example, and he also interceded, you know, for his children. Mm-hmm. And he lost everything that he had. And in the end, when he finally realized, you know, who was behind it all, when he when he realized that, hey, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, I'm I'm I maintained my integrity. You know, I didn't. Even though my friend tried to convince me that there's some sin in my life, <laughs> so he said, uh-uh, I'm holding on to my integrity. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. <laughs> and, 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 and he could have easily taken the advice of his, his the, the close, probably the closest person to him, and that was his wife, and said, look, you might just, just curse the day you were born, curse God, and just die. And Joe said, I'm not going to do that. You know, I got to hear from God. And at one, then all of a sudden, here comes the prophet Elihu. Nobody ever talks about Elihu. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, 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 but read the story. Elihu came in and said, look, I gave you all all this opportunity to say what y'all said. And because I'm, I'm the younger one sitting here, yep. I was afraid to speak. But then he told them, he began to tell him what God told him to say. And then when he finished, God came in and said what he had to say. And then when Job realized who was really in charge, Job prayed for his friends. I mean, Job forgave his friends for accusing him of being in sin. And when he did that, God turned his captivity and he gave him double everything that he lost. Most people can lose a house these days, and they'll turn their back on God. Mm-hmm. Some people lose a car and turn their back on God. This mm-hmm. man lost or a job, yeah. 
He lost his health. He lost every. He lost all of his children at one his time. His family, yeah. He lost everything. He lost all his possessions. He lost. He lost. Literally lost everything, including his health. And what? All. All of a sudden. And then, this man still held on to the to the integrity of who God was and who He is, and He also maintained held on to His integrity that that He knows. He knew beyond a shadow of doubt that there's nothing that I have done to deserve this. And and and, and if, I, if I know this is happening, then it, it, it has to be in God's will. So regardless of what you naysayers are saying, <laughs> <laughs> maintain your integrity. You, God said put him in remembrance. You can go to God in times like this or, Lord, look, I've done this. I've done this for you, and I've done this. You can you can come and put him in remembrance of the things that he said, just like uh, what's the guy name uh, Hezekiah did, and mm-hmm. Lord added more years to his life. So yes, he did because the prophet that came to told him that that was it. This exactly. was your day. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and this King Hezekiah was like, bag. you know what? Let me let me do this, and he gave him fifteen more years. Exactly. That's what Hezekiah did. So. They are not just pretty stories in the Bible for us to read. These are, I believe, and you need to realize also, that these are actual events. They're just not stories. They're not just stories that have a moral to it. Uh There are things that we can take and learn from. And then, beside all that, he's given us his Holy Spirit who can tell you what, what you're going through and and, but it's up to him to, to give you that answer. But he says, if you're going to ask in this trial, make sure you ask him in faith. Make sure that you really want the answer. Sometimes you don't want the answer to why you're going through stuff. <laughs> oh, so when you're asking, make sure you, you're asking in faith in him. You're not wavering. Some people use that scripture as, as a scripture to ask for things. No, you have to read all that within context. So... All I can say is hang in there. You know, that's what Christianity is all about. Um, yeah. God the gave me a is, word. I don't, yeah. Go ahead, Loretta. I was just going to say, because if, my thing is, when I when I feel like I just want to quit and do something differently, contrary to what I was doing, like hanging on to the show, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm so close. What if I give up now? And if I had to just waited one more day, what would have happened? So after I, when I'm that low and I start standing like that, then all of a sudden I get more joy, I get more energy, I get my focus back. And not nothing necessarily changes other than my attitude and, and I'm out of that slump. So, because I know one day it is going to flip, and I wanted us to talk about the flip side of having the door closed is having one open, but I wanted you to make your point on what you were just talking about first. Okay, so, yes, I mean, it's, and like I said, that, you know, when, as, you, as the old saying goes, you know, when when God closes one door, and you have to realize that get God closed his door, or, or was I negligent? And and I allowed the door to be closed. So sometimes you have to repent from some stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to make sure that when the door was closed, that God did close the door. He is the one that closed the door. And when God opens the door, you have to be sure that He is the one that opened the door. That 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 that's that's a test right there. So sometimes doors can open 
and and things look real good, and God don't open that door. It's just it's just an opportunity. Don't mean you have to jump on every opportunity that that comes your way. But that's why just what coming uh, coming in and spending that quality time in the Word, spending that time of devotion, spending that quiet time in meditation and prayer, you know, to God and letting Him speak to you, and you're not doing all the talking. That's when you know certain He allows certain doors to be closed. And you're correct. If 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 He closed the door, guess what? No man can open it. Yep. And guess what? You're a man. You can't open it either. <laughs> and, if he opens, and if he opens the door, can no man close it? So right. the only way you know is, is as I said, that, that litmus test that you can always put to us when things happen. It's what I'm doing will it still point to the lordship of Jesus, as we talked about in the past three weeks when we were talking about those gifts. It's, it's what is it's this new door that's open? Is this is this promotion that I'm receiving? Is it still pointing to the lordship of Jesus? Is it going to take all the if it's taking away all the time from your family? You're not having the time to to pray and worship and study like you used to, and but you're traveling all over the country and you're making money and you're on TV and you're doing all these things. Maybe God didn't open that door. Maybe you just jumped on an opportunity. Maybe you jumped on the first train that passed by that looked like it was going where you wanted it to go. So you, only somebody that can tell you that is the Holy Spirit that he has to reveal to you. The Holy Spirit is the one that has to, it's the one that's designed to, it's to convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and also of judgment. You know, he has to, he has to be the one do that. We have to allow him to do his work and sometimes we don't allow him to do his work. As you said, uh, when you when that happened to you, you know, you, you made a phone call and this person just told you something and you were like, look, I already know that. You tell me something to make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, sometimes when things like that happen, there, there's no better ear than you going to God and just, and just being honest, bearing your soul and it's in those times that God can really, really reveal himself to you, especially if you're honest with yourself. And remember, I would say honest with him. If you're honest with yourself and you're crying out to God in that honesty, that's when the scripture kick in that says, you know, you know, his strength becomes perfect or complete in my weakness. In my times of weakness, his strength. Becomes perfect, and he manifests and say, "I'm, I'm going to show you who the boss here." But you have to be sincere in your cry to him. If you know there are some things in the back of your mind that you could have done better, then repent of those things and, and, and let God know. God, we know I, I missed it in this area. So as, I, as I look back and reflect on what has happened, you know I, I missed it in this particular area. Lord, show me what I need to do to make sure I don't go back down this path again. Now, now how many people can honestly say that when something tragic or something um, suddenly happens, that's the mentality that you take? No, we, we first of all, looking to play the blame game. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the enemy is enemy. 
<laughs> Sometimes you can be your own worst enemy, and 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 I know in in times like that you don't want to hear that. that, but but it's the truth that makes you free. That is true. You should validate our pain, though, for a minute, exactly. just so we can. But then you have to remember, if somebody does validate the pain, let's say it was an argument with somebody and they hurt your feelings, and then this person that you call for confidence, they say, oh, yeah, they were so wrong, and they are this and they are that, and then you know, after you get over whatever it was, then you still got this conversation where this person was belittling somebody you still have feelings for. So now exactly. you created something that was totally uncomfortable for everybody That's involved. True. So don't don't get discouraged or don't expect people to, you know, to, to take your side at that first initial moment because what happens, especially if it's an argument with somebody in your life, you're usually going to go back to that person. People rarely, you know, are going to leave. They just want to vent. So when yeah. you're listening to somebody, try not to take sides. Just try to stay open because yeah. if it's something that, you know, especially if it's not related to domestic violence, I never excuse that. I'm talking about just our petty arguments compared to domestic violence because, you know, that's a yeah. whole other subject. But just regular, everyday miscommunications, I'm mad at him, she mad at me kind of stuff. You know, try not to to take too many sides because they're usually going to get back together and you got all these harsh, bad words that you said about somebody. So and we we should probably really do a relationship show because I think that's where we have a lot of issues and a lot of opportunity to be, to get better in. Oh, yeah. In addition and, to, and, and, you know. Of course, and, and God always wants us to it's not just to maintain a good relationship with him, but Make sure you have a good relationship with people. And and he he taught me years ago to never fall out with somebody over money. Mm. And that's years ago. He he said, I don't care how much they wronged you in it. Because if when it's all said and done, if you would have would have acknowledged me, I probably would have told you not to get in you know, to get into this in that particular deal or I was you felt that nudge or that chip in your spirit to say, you know, some old things. I this seems right, but for some reason, I feel a, I feel a, a drawback. Don't do not fight that. <laughs> I don't, as I said, I don't care how lucrative something looks. Just like, uh, and of course, we know the story in the Bible about uh, a lot, Abraham and Lot. You know. Abraham so faith and look, you know, both of us we we gained all this stuff. We we got all this livestock, we got all these servants and all things, and now we we fighting over the land um, that we, that we need to use to, to graze our cattle. And Abraham was so faithful and he so trusted God, he told Lot, Okay, you pick which side you wanna go. And he picked the fertile land of Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and of course, we know how that story ended. You know, the, and, yeah, and, exactly. And, and and that's where the saying comes from that says, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So so we, in, in all our ways, what, Loretta? Acknowledge him in all our ways, mm-hmm. not, just in, mm-hmm. not just in spiritual matters. That's why, that's why I was, you know, 
lot of this show today. You you can call in. You don't have to call in with a with a spiritual matter. You can call in with a natural matter. I, and and I'm I believe I have the spirit of God, and I believe I am uh, a mouthpiece for Him. I know some people may have a problem with that with that phrase, but I I I believe typically when someone asks me a question, and I inquire the Lord, He always gives gives me an answer for them. Always. Never he's never left anybody stranded that has asked me a question. And I'm not saying that to say I'm all in and bag of chip and two liter coke. But what I what I am saying is that I I know who who I am and I know whose I am. And I make no excuses for for, for either one. And that I don't make any excuses for who he created me to be and how he uses me. And I make no excuses for who my God is. God is. He knows how to defend himself very well. So I don't have to waste any time doing that. So God has given us these gifts, as we talked about in the past week, and we have to learn how to maximize the gifts. And, it, and sometimes it really hurts me to know that people are suffering in silence when he has given us all these answers and we sit there and we suffer in silence. You know, why that happens, I don't know. I don't know whether they're ashamed of what happened, but I look, Christ bore my shame, so I wouldn't have to. <laughs> I, got, I got another question that just came to me, and I hope I can ask it right. I think I'm having some technical problems with my computer. I might need you to log into the Blog Talk account because I can't see if somebody's calling in or not. My computer's going crazy. But my question is, First, I'm going to ask it to you personally, and then I want you to kind of, then I'll okay. go from there. But do you ever have, like, and I'm asking this because I've, I've been going through this. Do you ever have, like, normal conversations with in your life? You know what I mean? Like, if you're talking to your wife, is it always about the Bible? Is it always about Jesus? Or when you're talking to your mom? Because one thing I've been finding in my conversations, because, I hate to say, but my team, I'll, I'll just say that. My team, when we were meeting, everything seems to be about testifying and not about business. So how do you get people to to stop that <laughs> without them, without feeling guilty, number one, and then secondly, without them thinking that you maybe you're not as in love with God as you say. But I, where, how do you draw the line between business and your spiritual life when it's, well, it's relating to well, it's, it's, well, well, it, it, it's one word already called balance, mm-hmm. and, and the Bible and the Bible tells us that you know a just weight and balance is the Lord's delight. So God wants us to have balance. God, God knows that we live in a natural, four-dimensional world, and He has no problem with us dealing with natural issues. And but but we can always acknowledge him in 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 all of our dealings, and that's why I like to deal with things from uh, a natural perspective. I like to deal it from a physical perspective, if need be, from a financial perspective, from a social perspective, mm-hmm. from an from an intellectual perspective. I, I like to now just have an intellectual conversation with somebody about something totally different from. The Bible, whether it's you know whether it's politics or sports or current events or 
I mean, just anything. So you you have to learn how to develop yourself in all of those eras and not not be so spiritual all the time because yeah. you are, you, are, you, are, you are a spiritual being, but you you live in a natural world. The Bible <laughs> says that we. He says he says we're in this world, but we're not of it. So if we're in this world, we have to know how to be how to tactfully deal with worldly issues. That's what that's why Jesus come with the statement that says children the children of the world and their generation are wiser than the children of the kingdom. And of course we you know he gave that parable of the uh uh, uh of the unjust steward, you know, to uh, to to solidify his point. So sometimes we you have to you have to be wise when it comes to worldly things or to natural things, like in business, like like when I come to work, when I come to work, I come to work. I don't come to work to do any counseling. I don't come to work to do any ministering. When I come to work, I come to do the work. I come to go service. My focus during those eight to nine hours is on the work at hand and dealing with my customers. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't mix it too. Even when I deal with my wife, you know, you know, if 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 you call me and if I'm dealing with a customer and I say well, I got to call you back, you know, you know, don't don't get offended. Don't don't think that you have to always have my undivided attention while I'm at work. Just like when you're at work, you're giving them reverence and you're giving them respect for the eight hours that they're paying you for. Well, I have to give God the same reverence for this natural aspect that he has entrusted to my stewardship. So I have to be a good steward right. over that time. So, yeah, you, you have to strike a balance, and, and balance okay. is that word that you have to always have in front of you, Loretta. Make sure that you have a good balance. If you're sitting in a meeting and you're talking about the uh, the direction of the Loretta McNary show, no, let's talk about the Loretta McNary show. Before you get started, okay, well, let's, let's acknowledge the Lord and let's invoke his presence, and you know what you know his presence is there, then just go with the flow, as I say. <laughs> go with the flow. Right, because it's automatic to me. It's not a thing that I turn off and turn on. I'm still Loretta no matter what. I'm still, yeah. you know, my relationship with God. I don't turn it off while I'm doing the show. I don't turn it off at all. Yeah. But I feel like at the same time I shouldn't be made to feel guilty because I'm trying to no. focus on what we, I need to do and and to get you to share in it what you like to add to the growth of the Loretta McNary show going to the next level. And it's like, you know, it's like, well, don't grieve the spirit. I'm like, I'm not grieving the spirit, but there's a time and a place for everything. And this, <laughs> I mean, our meeting turned into church. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, is it me? <laughs> But I need to get this across, and I need we need to move forward on these events and on you know what we're going to do to make it better. So I'm glad yeah. you said that because I didn't feel bad, but it was just like they were making me feel bad about it. And no, I said, no, you know no, what? You don't, you don't have to feel bad about that. No, yeah. that's, uh, and, and 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 as I say, as as you go on in this in this Christian walk. And and you realize that you know God has given us a comforter, a paraclete, you know, in you know, in the form of the Holy Spirit. You know, He's not just there to give us goosebumps and make us feel good and make us run around in church and speak in tongues. No, He His main job is to guide you into the truth of all areas in your life. 
uh, overloaded and it's slow and all well, the things. It's going to work. Uh, I'll tell you what, just, just make a note of the phone number, and we'll call them uh, to see what their question was. That way we, we you know they really don't miss out or, you know, we, I can still deal with their the question and get them an answer. So yeah, let me see if I it. can pass them in. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Did it work? Okay, Michael, my phone. My huh? What's the rather? Oh, I guess he's trying to make it words. That patients have a perfect word. Michael, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Well, I guess the point that I was making... um, No, it's not working. The point that I was making um, was... You know, the difference between being religious and spiritual... Can we just talk about that for a moment then, Michael? I think that'll help. If we can define the two. Because to me, religious is when you, you know, like what was it, the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were so very religious, and they applied, they knew the laws, but they didn't necessarily apply them, or they just judged basically on law alone and didn't take into other considerations. So to me, religion is, you're always preaching, you're always preaching, you're always preaching, and spiritually is, you, you understand who you are, and you don't change in whatever situation, but you don't always feel like you have to, you know, quote the scripture, you live the scripture. Well, I mean, I can now I, I can tell you what um, now a, a good working definition of, of religion is 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 anything that you have a strong conviction about and and you practice this your your life uh, centers around okay. that. That's what true religion is, and it, and it doesn't have to you no know, involve um, a spiritual being like a god. I mean, you can be religious when it. You know, when it comes to your work, you can be religious when it comes to being a sports fan. Uh, it's something that you that you practice, and that practice is based on a strong conviction. Now, the word spiritual 
That simply means that it's not natural. Mm. It's, it's not okay, natural. Well, I think you, I have my... Huh? Oh, I was <clears throat> saying, I think I've passed the caller in if they wanted to make a comment or add to the question, and we can start from what you were saying, Mike, when you were defining <clears throat> the differences between um, religion and spirituality. Hi, caller, 901754. You're on with Hi, Lubrida. Can you hear Hi, me? Hi, there. Yeah. I nice. can. <laughs> this is why I was just listening to the uh, program today, and I was listening to what you were saying, and one of the things that you know I am just ministry uh, mouth, and but I have been very fortunate to be a part of Talk Shop Networking, where they do a piece on uh masterminding uh and actually take you through the process where you don't have you don't spend all that time trying to uh make a decision on what's what what needs to be talked about and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Napoleon Hill you are Mr. Farmer mm-hmm. uh but Napoleon Hill talks he has a, actually has a process that we go through at uh at talk shop at one of the Wednesday networking meetings and we look at, you know, I'm always trying to uh, improve my business savvy, and I've learned a lot so much from you. But I, when I listened to you, I thought about how uh, we sometimes do spend so much time trying to guide people into where where they need to look look at in a business situation. And we know that ministry is a business, and business is a part of our ministry, our knowledge. And so I was just listening listen to that part. I was actually calling to ask uh, Mr. Farmer uh, to maybe expound on something that I saw on uh, Facebook this morning from uh, uh, Pastor Floyd, and he was okay. saying that he was uh, that we were looking at. Uh, how people were explaining the uh, the the disaster in Oklahoma. So I just wanted him maybe to talk about how, from a spiritual and a biblical uh, standpoint, how we speak to people who uh, you know who may not understand or who who make make comments about uh, what God has done uh, in a in a disaster like this. Okay. Uh, one thing I was I was praying about that this morning, uh, and I was asking, and that's one of the questions I was asking God this morning. Well, Lord, what, what exactly, you know, are these natural phenomena that we call tornadoes and um, hurricanes and tsunamis and earthquakes and typhoons and you know sandstorms and all? And you got to, and one thing we have to realize. All the thing, all of these things were happening in the earth before man occupied the earth. Mm. So I agree. I, I actually wrote a. Uh, my answer to that was that when I, when I woke up this morning, the first gift that God gave me was Psalm one twenty one. Well, it, we we all you know quote Psalm one twenty one one, but when you uh-huh. move to two, the verse two, it talks about the fact that God is the maker of heaven and earth. And I said yes, to them, Aren't we still on earth? And so we have to really uh, as as we are. Uh, looking at this situation, we have to really know and go to the Bible and use the scriptures 
as God has given to, given them to us. And so when I heard you say that, that because uh, that was one of my prayers this morning in my meditation, is God, give me what I need to say to whoever needs the encouragement and whoever needs that that healing, strength, and peace today. So I appreciate you saying that. Well, there's, okay, now, now let me finish now. Now, what he said was, you know, these things were happening before, you know, man was man was actually in the earth. And and just because these things happen and we're in the path of this natural, what we call natural destruction, and basically the, the destruction is just the destruction of property. If you, if you didn't have a house there, then there was nothing to destroy. This thing will just pass on through doing what God ordained for it to do, and it, it, go, it, and it runs itself out to like a hurricane. A prime example I can give you is like in Memphis. The only thing that we're probably dealing with here in Memphis are tornadoes and flooding. Some people choose to stay down in Town. Now, they know that when they go down there that there is, there is a, a high propensity that the area that I'm staying in could flood based on me choosing this location near the river. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so if so so if it rains say for five straight days and and of course we know all the all the water from from a lot of different the the, the Mississippi has a lot of different uh, tributaries that feed into the Mississippi River from even all the way up north, including the local tributaries. Well we know that if that thing floods well, we we can't put that on. Uh, we can't put that on the devil. We can't put that on anybody else. We just put it on just the natural vicissitudes of life. It just rained a lot and it flooded. I just happened to have a piece of property that I purchased or I rented in this area that flooded. Well, it's the same token with a tornado. We we know certain parts of the country are called tornado alley. So if, if if you don't know that a tornado is in this is has the propensity to come through this path quite frequently, but yet you choose to steal a, to put your abode there or your property there or your person there, then you that's the risk that you're taking in in, in doing so. And in times like this, is it, you don't go to a person like that and explain to them that. You just have to, you know, pray that that God comforts them. You encourage them. Let them know that look, you know, you you still have your life. That's the most valuable commodity that you have, and you can always rebuild this thing. Some people lost their lives, and if if those people died in the Lord, you know, there's there's joy there. It's not happiness there. But there's a joy there to know that they're in the presence of the Lord now. So I always just ask God, what okay, well, God, give me what to say. And you know, a hundred times out of a hundred, he he gives me the appropriate things to say. So so there is no pat answer for it. There is there are logical answers for it, and sometimes you have to get things from a logical point of view. There's no problem with that because the logic is the same word logos. It's it's, the, it's just a, a logical understood word, and it's up to God whether He's going to give you, as we talked about in the past week the rhema word concerning something, something he speaks directly to you concerning a matter or a situation. So, but I always pray. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you what God gave me concerning this. God saying that as a nation, 
we need to begin to pray as a nation before tragedy strikes. The only time that we have a huge call out for prayer is when tragedy strikes. It even comes down from the White House. You know, we're, we're, we're praying for this. Well, we, we have to have this sense of unity before tragedy hits. We have to have this sense of unity before the basketball championships this year as a city. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's not, it, it, so we're, we're so reactive instead of proactive, and our proactivity should be driven by the things that God places in our hearts. And he's placed, he's left the church in the earth to be that saving factor in the earth, and it's something that we we have we fail to realize that's why the church is still here, because we are the reason that the earth still remains, because the church is still here. So we have to be about our business and uh, helping people, you know, heal from things like this. Asking word to give, asking God to give you a word uh, to be spoken in due season. Because he says, like, apples of gold and pictures of silver. Ask him, Lord, tell me, tell me what I should say to this person that just just lost their child in this food. Lord, show me, you know, what I can do to help. You know, do I need to go there to volunteer? Do I just need to send money financially? These, these are the things that we have to practice, not some tragedy strikes, but we need to be acknowledging daily in these things as a part of what it's a part of what we do as human beings and Christian human beings at that. So, I, you know, God is saying it's time for the church to be proactive versus reactive. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so I, I, I know there was a long answer, but the, uh, but the appropriate answer for dealing with a, a, a specific situation is that, you, you, you know, the Holy Spirit is there to, to give you those words to say, you know, I, I I can't say what to say to someone because I'm the type of person. I'm you know when something happens and someone say like you call me, okay, Lord, give me the words to say. As you were talking to you know Loretta, Lord, Lord, give me the words to answer this question. So I don't sit up and think about what I'm going to say. I just I'm just inspired to speak certain things, and that's what that's the ministry that I do. And and I hope what I say it you know gives some type of validity to what probably or confirmation to what what you were praying about this morning. Is it did, did that happen? It did happen and I, I I God always does that. So that was I expected that. I expected when I if I got through and I the first few minutes I thought, Well I'm not gonna get through so I hung up. But because I serve a God that directs me uh, he said, call back again. And so that's what I've done. And I thank you, you and Loretta for this opportunity just to to be a part of this part of what God has for both of us uh, today. Because I think for, uh, it's so many times God has somebody already listening, waiting on the answer. And I think that is, that yeah. is what has happened today. Hey, uh, yeah. hey but now, uh, excuse me, uh, 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 what did you say your name was? My name is Y. Y. Harris. Wythonia Harris. Wythonia Harris. The uh, the Lord told me is telling me that you have a prophetic calling on your life. I do. God has already. (laughs) God has given me that, and that's where I am right now. Okay. Well, 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 well. well, He's saying to you right now to uh, 
uh, is you no. Know, it's a there's a time of preparation. He wants you to prepare yourself, you know, for the work that he has already spoken to you. They want you to do, but he he wants you to be prepared. Preparation is on you, but he's the only one that can tell you when you're ready to step out and to walk in that office. Because of the because the prophetic mantle is an office, not just a gift. Some people operate in the gifting side of it, but God has called you to the office. A prophet, and he wants you to walk in an official capacity, but he wants you to prepare yourself for that. Thank you. Loretta knows me, so she knows that this is really (laughs) touching my insides right now. So I am just going to sit back, listen to what you said, and I'm into action right now. And one of the things, even Sunday, I did a sermon, and it was called Accelerating the Accelerating call to invite others now. So that's okay. where, that's where, that's where I'm moving right now in that action piece. So thank you very much. I'm glad I got an opportunity to listen first and to to participate. Okay, we thank you for and calling. We thank you too. Why? Thank you. I right. love you. All right, love you all. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> yeah. Why is um. I can't even remember how how we met or when we met. She came to the show and we just became fast friends. And let me tell you, she is a woman of her word. She says she's going to do it. She, it's done. It's done. Oh, it's that's done. good. And, I, and, and 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 I sense that when uh, you know, when God and 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 I'm glad He had an opportunity to demonstrate that through me. And and I'm, I'm and Lorel, let me make this point that uh, a word that God gave me. And I know we're going to go over a little bit today, but this is what God told me, what's today? Today's Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me on Sunday. No, I take it back, Monday. Monday morning I was laying in bed. This is what God is saying, and this is concerning another shift. He said we should, uh, one shift that we should begin to start making is we need to start praying for God to do not just something for us, but do something through us. Oh yeah. And there's a and and that's a major shift in your mentality when you when you think like that. You know, either either you're gonna be a reservoir of what God is doing or you are going to be a river. And God wants us to be rivers that distribute mm. not just not just hold on to what He's allowed to come into our possession, whether it be knowledge or whether it's finances or wisdom or his word. And that's what some of us do. We, we, you know, we're special to God anyway. And he doesn't have to do anything to prove to us among ourselves that we're special. We already know we're special because he's given us a special gift called the Holy Spirit. Right. So, so God is saying now just even, even in the wake of this, this tragedy in Oklahoma, and there are going to be many more to come, he is saying that we need to begin to stop praying for things and start being prayed and start praying for God to do something through. Lord, do something through me. You know, if I receive a, a million dollars, that million dollars is going through me. I'm not going to hold on to a dime of it. But I'm allowed to be a blessing. I'm going to be a blessing to somebody else. And and it's the more and there's a principle that you're putting into operation when you do that, 
It says that he that scatters or distributes God gives more. But he said there are somebody there are some people that hold on to what they have. <laughs> yeah. And and it and it tends to their poverty. So God is saying in, in this season would be it knowledge, be it understanding, be it wisdom that He's given you, be it finances, be it whatever gifts He's given you, God is saying to his people to begin to allow their gift to work through you. And don't just get get hung up in pride on that he's doing this to to me or for me. He wants to do right. that through you, as we said last week. You know, that gift is for the benefit of the receiver. Don't just walk around talking about I have a gift of healing and you haven't laid hands on somebody in a whole year. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's nothing, no. You say gift yeah, I'm not impressed with down. that, yeah. And he isn't either. And, and God has allowed you to be a giver in the body of Christ. He says, I want you to do that liberally. So, and then all this is tied together, and that's why he places upon my heart to just have this just is called from the heart to just have open discussion. And you know something, we may end up doing this until he says quit. Now, now I think he wants us to continue this because there's there there's some things that are yeah, going to be happening. Yeah, after we promote and let people know it's available, because that that's what I feel in my heart too. That I mean, I don't want to be NASA syndicated just so I can say I'm NASA syndicated and God do what He said He's going to do. When what yeah. that means for me is I can help more people, I can educate more people, I can share more yes. stories, I can make a difference in somebody's life. You know, even financially. You know, because some people are just you know a couple thousand dollars away from getting in a big hole of debt. If somebody could yes. just walk beside and say, hey, let, let me take care of this 500 because if they don't get that 500 that's going to create more debt, and it's going to be yeah. where they can't get out, and all of a sudden, you know, they're not even able to help their own families. So that's why i got to make this happen because I see where, and even in my own life, where that has made the difference when somebody was able to bless me. And so, like you said, that just confirmed what was in my heart. We are, you know, we got to be better and at a higher level so that we can help people and God can use us to be a blessing in so many ways, not just, you know, through inspiration, but financially through helping somebody get on a physical healthy program or eating healthy. It has to be more than just quoting a Bible scripture to somebody. Yes. You know, that's great. I'm not trying to negate it or water it down. But you got to, you know, people need more. They need you. That's what Jesus did. I don't remember yes. him just quoting scriptures when he went to heal somebody or feed somebody or, you know, give sight to the blind. He met their need. Oh, yes. You, 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 and you have to meet people at their point of need. That's yeah. And sometimes they they need that natural when when those people are following him all the day, and he saw that yeah. they were hungry and and all they had was the with the you know the you know the the, the fish and five loaves two mm-hmm. fish and five loaves he he knew that okay Lord you know he held up to heaven and said Lord I know that you always hear me and that I've been the first time I read that that just blew me away. <laughs> it, it's good that, that you can pray and say, Lord, I know that you always hear me. Yeah, and answer my prayer. Not only does he and hear, yeah, though, and, he answers. And he, and, he, and he held it up and he blessed it, and guess what? All those people are fed. You know, he could have easily taken that and just fed his, fed his disciples and sit the other ones back home hungry. No. Mm. He was a blessing, and, and in it, God was glorified. That's all. And see, that's, yeah. that's what God wants. 
God just yeah. wants the glory. He don't want to get something to you. Because if, if he gets, you, gets it to you and nobody else knows about it, he can't be glorified. He, he doesn't be glorified by a thousand than by one. You can glorify him, but ain't nothing like you take that same blessing he gave you and you turn out to be a blessing to a thousand other people. Wow. <laughs> my God, my and God, one, my God. Yeah. You have to experience it to really get this, and you can. It's not just something just for us. It's, it's He wants to do that for everybody. He wants you to experience him in a way like you never have before. Because, you know what, he gets the glory and more people will come to believe him. Like you said before, you know, signs of wonders are for people, you know, they're unbelievers. And Juan said something, too. She said she expected to hear you say what you said. And so we don't have that expectation. We'll pray and, yeah, you have to have expectation. Yes, you do. And and the word expectation is nothing but hope. She said, Lord, I didn't get through this line a second time, the first time, but look, I'm going to call back. (laughs) And 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 you said the computer didn't even work, and guess what? <laughs> she came, she she got through, she got through, and, and you know in spite of it, and 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 that's what the the law of importunity is, where it says over in Luke eighteen it says that men should always pray and not faint, and he gives that talked about that that uh, widow woman that was that wanted to be avenged of her adversary by the judge, and Lord and judge said, look, because this woman keep on Coming to me, she won't give out. up. So, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's that's the way we have to be. You have to be that's protected. Like I said earlier, if you give up too soon, you you might just be at that point where it would have happened just that next moment, that next hour, that next day, that next week. But if you give up, especially if it's something that stirs in your heart, you can't do nothing but live, breathe, and eat it. You think about it all the yeah. time. It's a part of who you are. Then you know you can't give up. Even if it's something like what I said, I, I just said, I'm going to hang up. I'm going to call back again. <laughs> just think if she hadn't called back again. So I'm just I'm, I'm I am, why she, she's so awesome. I am, she brings so I am, much every time she shows up. I am I, I am excited that, you know, God is who he is. And like that, I, my, my main mission is earth now is to, is now is, and I've and made that crossover where it's, okay, Lord, what do you want to do? Yep. And whatever you want to do, I want you to do it through me, not just to me. I, you know, I've, I've I've had a lot of to me. Now it's time to start doing things through me. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and he will do it. You will have and, and, something and to share with us soon too about it. So so always so so whoever whoever received that word, if you act upon that word, you just got. I can I can guarantee you it would change the outcome of your life if you would take that principle and just apply it to it because faith without works is dead and and, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word or by the rhema of God and that's what that's a, a rhema word he just gave me for somebody out there if you would just dare to act upon it. So, Loretta, I have fully enjoyed it. That was, and I'm glad you asked that question because, because I, I mean, I, I mean, that was my literal prayer this morning. Was, was yeah. no, no, show me, show me, you know, what's going on when things like this happen. And that's when, you know, he was just he showed me what was going on. But at the same time, you know, he was showing the responsibility that the body of Christ 
pass in situations like that. We, we we need to begin to pray to head off things like this, not just to pray. So people, we got the ability to pray when something bad happens. No, we need the ability to pray. He speaks to prophets that we need to pray concerning this situation. And we see that thing yeah. averted or came through and, and and nothing was missing or nothing was broken or the peace of God abided in that situation. And he gets just as much glory in a situation like that as he does when we call for somebody in their trouble. Amen. You are right. All right, Michael Farmer, it's been a wild ride today. And I love how yes, we were able to take exits and detours and, you know, and still get where we needed to be. And that's to offer some inspiration, some hope, some encouragement. And, of course, um, gave the word, I'm cut, I'm chased, I'm compromised. So, um, and that's how we live. You know, we make no apologies for it, everybody. So enjoy your day. As always, think positive, dream big dreams, help someone along the way, and pray until something happens, and then pray again. We'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Be blessed.